Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. Alumni associations have and continues to play a critical role in the delivery of a quality education despite all the odds. Another of those organizations is the Immaculate Conception High School Alumni Association of New York. The organization just marked 35 years, wonderful years of service, and is set and ready for another 35 years. And so on this edition of our special series, Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation, I have the distinct pleasure of sitting down with Karen Wilson Robinson, Esquire, President of the ICHSAA New York chapter for another close-up on how these organizations are impacting lives and education in Jamaica. Karen, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you, um, thank you. And well, you know, we appreciate you having us on today. And so let's get right into it. Um, Immaculate High School Alumni Associate Alumni Association. <laughs> uh, you you guys marked thirty five years, but that was last year. That was last year. As a as a matter of fact, come this year we turned thirty six, and we're celebrating with our virtual cupcake and cocktails. So we are now thirty six years. <laughs> And so let's, let's take, a, take, a, take a little walk back uh, and see if we can encapsulate some of, the, some of the, the major happenings over those past 35 years, because I know there were some uh, very outstanding uh, uh, developments there for the Alumni Association. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we started back in 1985 with five women um, in, you know, in a living room <laughs> and they had the idea to create an organization for us to give back to our, um, to our, our, our alma mater. Mm -hmm. And over those years, we have gone from strength to strength. In fact, our founder, um, who's no longer with us, actually stated that she had no idea where the organization would have led um, when they started that um, those years ago. Mm. Um, so over the years, uh, we've grown in number. We've also grown in our ability to give back to our alma mater. Um, namely, we have provided the school with uh, a school bus to facilitate, trans uh, facilitate transportation of the students to and from activities. Mm. We have contributed to the rebuilding of the food and nutrition lab. We have donated for our 30th anniversary, actually we donated 30,000 to the school that was used to outfit their um, science laboratories. Right. Um, we have provided scholarships um, to the students. 
wherever we've been asked to assist, we have, you know, without a doubt, um, helped. Um, there's so much that we have done. I'm, I'm trying to um, list them all, but there's just there's just numerous things that we have done for our school and the young ladies um, that are, are are joining the ranks of our phenomenal women. And and Karen, for the for the uninitiated, let's say, because of course this we have a global audience. Uh, uh, tell us where exactly is Immaculate Conception High School. Sure. Immaculate is located in Constant Spring, um, just outside the, con well, just right next to the Constant Spring Golf Course. And it's on a facility that once was the Constant Spring Hotel, which was a marquee hotel back in the days. Um, and, and the hotel was converted to um, uh, um, the residence for the Franciscan nuns. And it also served as the dormitories for the students who um, who were um, uh, lived far and were um, resident students at the school, um, who boarded at the school, I should say. I don't believe that there's no longer any boarding students, but um, we still occupy those sprawling um, <laughs> lawns and, you know, the, the sprawling um, uh, location that used to once house the Constant Spring Hotel. And it's it's no doubt, of course, that um, uh, over the years, Immaculate has managed to maintain a, 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 very, a very robust uh, 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 education development program. Uh, speak to that for, for, for a minute or two, Karen. Certainly. Um, the, the focus at Immaculate is academics. Um, you know, the, there's, and, and it's, it's actually gone. So is again going from strength to strength. I mean, I look at the accomplishments of these young ladies, and I, you know, I question whether or not I would have been able <laughs> to get into Immaculate today. <laughs> and I'm grateful that I was a student there. But nonetheless, I mean, these girls are doing phenomenal. The 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 passing rates for the exams, uh, you know, they're they're carrying eight, nine, ten, eleven, or more subjects that they're excelling in um you know we weren't ever known for athletics per se uh immaculate was more known for their academic prowess um and you know we flipped back and forth between that other school <laughs> up in st andrew uh camping college um for you know number one in terms of our our placing and our our exam results but definitely the focus is on academics for our students. I know, I know of a fact that um, the immaculate uh, influence, especially in the, the larger umbrella organization that is huger, runs deep. Uh, do you want to speak to that? Sure. We have, for the last few years, we've had an immaculate um, alumna at the helm of Yuja, we currently have Miss Leslie Ann Samuel, who is the president and has served three terms. Prior to uh, Miss Samuel, we had uh, Miss Carlene Largi, who also served um, two terms as uh, president of Yuja, mm -hmm. um, three terms, sorry, as president of Yuja. And um, we also have the immediate past president of the organization, 
serving as the uh, as a board on the board as a director and um, uh, her name is Natasha David. Uh, Natasha has served a role on the UJA board for I, I would dare say about 12 years. So um, there has been a presence, an immaculate presence on the UJA board for a number of years. And, and when you look back at the impact um, that uh, the, the umbrella organization UJA has had and 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 the and the smaller but just as important contribution from a, a an immaculate uh, organization um you see uh, a direct uh, correlation to how students are performing and the contributions that they receive from the alumni associations in in, in the us i have been involved with UJA for probably I would say 12 years now, um, by virtue of uh, my membership at the Immaculate Alumni Association. And I can definitely say I have seen a difference over those year years in terms of the impact um, UJA has had on our students back home and the activities they do here. Um, UJA also partners with um, the diaspora entity, um, JD Tan or Jamaica um, Diaspora Education Task Force to be more specific. And they run different um, conferences um, targeted at the teachers in Jamaica. And by virtue of that, you would also impact the students there. Um, and having a place where the associations can gather and come together where we can exchange ideas, um, where we can work together and for, you know, for example, for our fundraising efforts, we can partner with another entity that's a part of the Yusha family, does help us to have a broader reach and does help us to have a greater impact on um, the students for whom we serve. Um, in terms of the impact here in the United States, um, there are some programs that you should do ha um, have that are targeted here, right. um, namely the MATS um, program and the high school graduate awards, wherein um, students of Jamaican parentage um, can receive scholarships. And the math program, um, it's a math competition for students here, regardless of their um, their parentage or their ethnicity, um, but still putting forth um, a drive for increasing or advancing education here mm. in the United States. Right. It, it, it's interesting that uh, uh, the the uh, global health crisis, the pandemic, would have would have come at the at the end of your first thirty five years. And not notwithstanding, um, you guys, as it were, were, were given a lemon. What did you do? <laughs> well, a um, slight correction. It came at the beginning of our 35 years. Um, and so all of the best laid plans were, you know, just went out the window. Um, like everyone else, we had to think outside of the box and we had to pivot and wow. think, how can we still um, carry out our mandates um, given the limitations and the restrictions that we had. 
Um, and and uh, one thing that we did, uh, one thing that the pandemic highlighted was the a great need that students had that was fulfilled while they were at school. And that was um, a, a need for meals and food. I, you know, I learned that there were students that did not have meals outside of what they received at the school. So we partnered with um, Yuja and the Alaska Chin Foundation and um, other immaculate chapters across the globe to provide care packages, which were groceries for 18 weeks last year. Um, and our, our, you know, we couldn't have a lot of our marquee events, but we were still able to do our mega raffle. And for our 35th anniversary, which again is usually celebrated the first week in December, we had to go into the virtual space. And, um, you know, I think we were still able to effectively um, have a presentation to highlight what we did for the year. Um, but it also afforded us the ability to have and connect with folks that we wouldn't ordinarily have been able to connect with mm. had it been a physical uh, in um, event, in-person event. Right. Um, because folks all over the globe, in the UK, you know, Europe, uh, across the United States, Jamaica, was able to join in and um, participate in our event. So, you know, while there were some downsides to the pandemic, there were some upsides in that we recognize that we can exist in a virtual space and we can have a broader reach in that virtual space. Um, we were also able to participate in what, in a, what we call the Big Sister Program, where we're able to mentor current students and we were able to do that because of the pandemic. Um, given that everyone was home, um, they had to take, you know, this was a program where the first Wednesday of every month, um, the Alumni uh, Association of Jamaica chapter would go back to the school and, um, you know, talk to each homeroom. And we were able to extend that out. They were, they were able to extend it out to us and other um, alumna across the globe. Um, and we were able to participate in that program virtually. Um, as it relates to fundraising, you know, uh, um, people answered the call and they, you know, donated. So even though we ne didn't necessarily have those physical um, fundraisers, we just told um, our members what was going on and what our needs were. And, you know, people stepped up to the plate to help. Um, recognizing our deficiencies and the limitations due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's inter interesting that you mentioned uh, the, the Jamaica chapter and you are here in New York. Uh, so how large then is the uh, Immaculate Alumni family, so to speak? Globally or New York? <laughs> Glo global, glo globally. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty large, uh, uh, but, you know, speaking, you know, figuratively, it's pretty large. Um, active, that's a whole nother question. Because like any um, association, you know that the bulk of the work is done by very few. Um, so active members here in New York, you know, probably... Uh, you know, reach maybe 20, if that. Um, but nonetheless, when we do put it out there, 
you know, folks that we may not have heard from um, may, may just respond. Um, so it's not really, um, it's not active members, not necessarily a lot. And I think we all have that challenge, you know, whether it be our, 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 the home chapter or the chapters in the other countries. I think it's always a small amount of folks that are active, but when there is a need, when there is an event, the other um, women will step up and, um, you know, and, and do what needs to be done. Do, do you have uh, uh, organized bodies in, say, a Florida, a Toronto, a, a London? Yes, um, we actually do have chapters in Florida, um, uh, D.C. We have an international, international chapter based here in the United States, but um, their members are across the state, across the world. We have a Europe chapter. And we have the Toronto chapter, and of course, the home chapter in Jamaica. We are speaking with Karen Wilson Robinson, president of the Immaculate Conception High School Alumni Association on their first 35 years of celebrations and giving and giving forward, may I say. And then when we come back in a moment, Karen will continue the conversation, uh, taking us through what can be their uh, path to progress in the next 35 years. This is Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation, our special feature. I'm Aubrey Campbell. Back in a moment. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our conversation on impacting Jamaica, boosting a nation. On this special edition, we are speaking with Karen Wilson Robinson Esquire, and she is the president of the Immaculate Conception High School Alumni Association, New York chapter. You heard in the previous segment, her uh, robust response to how they were managed to pivot and do things uh, for last year and, and, and the previous years, looking forward to another good 35 years. Uh, Karen, uh, the, uh, how much has the physical plant changed since you left school? Uh, how much has it changed since I left school? Um, there's been some expansion. Um, when I was there, and many, many years ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. sixth form uh, comprised of, I think, three classes. We had what was called a 12 commercial and a 12A and a 12, uh, you know, and then the 13th grade right. uh, or, or 12 commercial. I mean, 12 commercial, 12 um, sciences, the 12, uh, which was business and the arts. And then you had the 13th grade. 
now when I went back, I was surprised to see that we had a whole six form wing, um, which, you know, means that more girls are going on to 12th and 13th grades and doing advanced studies. Um, I, I guess they're now called the CAPE exams. Um, so that's one huge um, change. I also note that um, the classrooms just seem so much smaller. I mean, I, when I was there, they just seemed yeah. huge. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was, I got bigger or the room shrunk. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so it's, it's I, the more it change, I think, is the more it stays the same. And, you know, because it's, it's the same, um, it's the same look, it's the same feel, um, you know, but um, yeah, I think that's 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 yeah. trying to think what else. <laughs> a lot of the schools that on almost all the schools in Jamaica were impacted, should I say, negatively by the the global by, by the pandemic. Schools uh, were scrambling to to get a, a, a module to continue delivery of education. The, the virtual space became the classroom. Uh, how well uh, did Immaculate uh, 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 manage to, to, to weather the storm, so to speak? Um, like all the other schools, Immaculate also had its challenges. Um, you know, there, there, there's a perception of Immaculate out there that Immaculate is this, I, 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 now we'll use a legal term, a white shoe school, you know, that this Immaculate is a rich school. Um, but, you know, the demographics have changed over the years. And um, Immaculate has a large amount of young ladies that aren't necessarily from, you know, the hills of St. Andrew or, um, you know, uh, or, 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 or affluent. So like other schools, we had students who didn't necessarily have access to technology, meaning, or, or, or to these devices, having um, computers or, or, or tablets um, to be able to turn to this online schooling and to do it effectively. Um, so there was a drive by the homeschool association uh, or, or the, yeah. um, what we'd call the parent teachers association um, to get devices into the hands of students that needed it. Um, they reached out to the alumni, uh, the alumni associations across the globe. And to the extent that we could assist, we stepped up to assist. Um, as part of our 35th anniversary celebration, we um, decided that we would donate 35 laptops to the school to commemorate our, our 35th anniversary. And we delivered. We were able to, um, in conjunction with Yusha, we were able to purchase 35 laptops and um, send them to the school uh, and to the to the principal um, to distribute and to use as she saw fit and where the need um, arose. Right. Um, there were donations from other folks. Um, I know their home chapter also donated laptops to the school or tablets. Um, so, and then you have the issue with access to technology in terms of Wi-Fi access, which is, uh, depending upon where you live, is problematic. Um, you know, that, that's a problem that's um, endemic to the island 
Uh, and it's not much that we could do as an association to impact that aspect of it. Um, so, so that, you know, of course there were clearly challenges um, for students like for other schools. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you know, entering the very festive season, the holiday season, I know Immaculate is uh, partnering with a number of um, organizations and individuals to provide for uh, the school community. Yes, um, one thing that we are doing again in partnership with Yuja is that we're going to be doing our Christmas care packages. Um, we're doing 50 packages to be um, donated to um, 50 students. Um, in terms, you know, if, if there was no pandemic, we usually would have partnered with um, George's or, or um, to do a, a, a fundraising event. But this year we are taking it back to the virtual space and as I mentioned earlier, we're doing our virtual cocktails and cupcakes. You know, at last year's um, anniversary celebration, we we I shared in um, my remarks that we were shifting our focus to being committed to strengthening the school, uh, and we used the 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 left you know ICHS. We used those letters to um, to talk about you know the intellect of the the students, the character of the students the honor of the students and the spirits of the young ladies. And that's our focus in terms of how we're fundraising, where we are, where we can maximize our efforts um, and what we are doing to ensure that the young ladies are okay, that they have what they need, um, you know, that they are able to um, be productive and to just do what they need to do, study hard, pass their exams, and move on to be productive members globally. You know, that's our focus. And, and I know the the larger focus, uh, Karen, has to do with you know the the the, the human capital. Uh, those students who, who, who are who form the present cohorts at the school. You know, uh, your organization here and elsewhere interacting in, in very tangible ways to make sure that at the end of their tenure on campus, they leave with the tools necessary to become productive citizens on, on their own, in their own given space. Sure. Um, one thing that the boys' schools have over a, a girls' school right. is that, uh, what I have found and my experience is that I don't want to say it's an indoctrination, but I've I've talked to some of uh, your, you know, the the guy schools, uh, uh, who are members of Yujo. and from day one, it's my understanding that you know a boy into the halls of whatever school it is, they're told you are no X man, you know, and you're you know you are a larger part of this fraternity. We're trying to create that kind of culture at Immaculate. And it's a concerted effort with all of our um, associations in that once a girl enters the halls of ICHS, they understand that you have this sorority of women who have gone before you, who have demonstrated that um, they can be successful, who are willing to come back to share what they have done with you and to give you the necessary guidance so you too can leave these halls and become great professionals, 
um, phenomenal women. So yes, the Big Sister program is one way in which we talk to the ladies um, to give them that guidance and that mentorship. Um, our scholarship recipients, and we have a number of scholarships that we do um, endow to students at the school, we are in touch with those young ladies, not just when we give them the scholarship, but throughout the time that they are our scholarship recipients and even beyond. I, you know, I communicate with um, some of these ladies today um, that were scholarship recipient two, three years ago. Um, we are involved with the Robotics Club. In fact, it was the New York chapter that brought robotics to Immaculate. And that was back in 2009. And we have seen, you know, ladies from Immaculate competing on the international stage by participating in robotics com um, competitions in Mexico City, Dubai, um, Washington DC here in the United States. And we have seen our ladies be successful in local competitions um, in Jamaica with um, the FTC um, robotics competition. And we're in constant communications with those ladies um, to make sure they have what they need and to provide that guidance and mentorship. We've also been instrumental in the athletics, uh, um, specifically the track and field team in that we assist them coming here when they were participating in pen relays, when there was no pandemic, um, to ensure that they had what they need. We ensure that they were well accommodated while they were here and that, um, you know, even now um, students who came through um, the program who came through pen release, we're in touch with them, we're talking to them, they're in colleges, you know, we want to know that they're okay and they have what they need and they know they can call on us um, as their big sisters to assist them if, the, you know, if the need ar arises. Um, so yes, we don't just hand over things and walk away. We want to make sure that they understand there's a relationship with us um, and that they can lean on us and they can look to us um, if they need assistance or if they just need guidance and mentorship. And for, for the past students who are out there who might be listening to this, uh, our conversation and want to get in touch with you or the organization in, in, in a more organized way, what do they do? They can reach out to us. We do have a website. It's www.ichsaa-new york chapter. And all our information is there. They can also email ichsaa-new york chapter at gmail.com. Um, and we'll respond if they're not in the New York area or in the tri-state area. We can connect them to a chapter that would be more local to wherever they are. Um, or they can reach out to me directly. Uh, my number is 646-498-9816. And I will, of course, connect them or, or give them the guidance as to where they can um, help if they want to contribute. We're more than happy to take contributions and they can do so by going to, you know, going to Zelle and um, sending us donation through ICHSAA New York, well, NYP at gmail.com. Um, so we're always accepting donations, but we're more than happy. And, and you know, we, we there's this misconception that, you know, if you join the Alumni Association that you're gonna be expected to work and, and especially for our younger 
um, graduates, they're focused on building their careers, you know, getting through college, uh, you know, starting families and establishing themselves professionally. But there's so many ways that people can join the, the association and contribute. You know, I am not a technology, you know, technologically, um, I'm technologically challenged. So, you know, we have, I see a lot of these things that are done on social media. That's not my forte, but I find that the younger sisters, that's what, that's their space. That's what they've been, they've grown up on. So they can contribute to what we do by helping us with stuff like that. But, you know, there are many ways that um, these young ladies can help us. Uh, and it's not just sitting through a boring meeting and hearing stuff, but being able to help us get a messaging out, being able to help us to recruit new members um, um, and just just being a part of the sisterhood um, so that we can all help each other to grow and be successful. And um, let, let me hope that I have saved um, the best for last. Um, the 2021 Jamaica Diaspora and Friends Champion Award was presented to ICHS AA New York. Yes, <laughs> that was a that was a surprise and uh, and really a nice little um, yeah a little icing on the cake for twenty twenty one. So we we were um, you know JD ten I guess they announced um, nominations for. Um, the Jamaica Diaspora and a Friends Champion Awards, and someone nominated our chapter. Um, they there were about five alumni alumni associations that were um, nominated for this category, and um, we uh, we were we were the recipients. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess once the message went out, the you know people voted, and um, you know. Um, I guess there's strength in numbers. Uh, people thought that we were um, deserving of that recognition and, and we appreciate it. Um, it means that folks are seeing that what, what we're doing, um, folks are aware, because oftentimes you're doing the work, you're not doing it for the accolades by any means, you're doing it for the impact it will have on those young ladies um, currently uh, situated and the women to come behind them or the young ladies to come behind them. So it is nice that some, you know, many people um, recognized our efforts and they voted and um, we were awarded <laughs> this uh, recognition. Well, let me take the, the opportunity to say on behalf of um, um, all of us here um, on, on this podcast platform to offer hearty congratulations on, 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 you, on your winning the award. And I know that whatever you're doing, it will, it will redound to the benefit of, of the current, current uh, student cohorts at Immaculate Conception. Uh, Karen uh, Wilson-Robinson, it was a pleasure. And please convey our sincere and heartfelt thanks to you and to the, the Alumni Association of uh, Immaculate Conception High School. Thank this you. Was, it takes a team. <laughs> it takes a it, team. Takes a we team. have a strong team. This was another, another presentation of our special series. It's called Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation. I'm Aubrey Campbell. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, 
Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.